Hey everybody, it's Gabe from Detailing Growth. And today we're here at SEMA 2023. We're hanging out in the West Hall. We're down here at Legend Paint Protection Film and I'm hanging out with Justin Koleva. To be fair, Kirk warned me that I was gonna butcher your name. No, everybody does. It's all good. My whole life has been that way. That's why I went with it. It's a little more rememberable that way. I got you. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about your business and where you're at in your journey. I started back in 2010. Yeah, 2010, doing graphic design work. Started doing stuff, small things for a sign company. Ended up working for a graphics company for about two or three years. Then moved into a full wrap shop. And then slowly built that wrap shop up. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to do my own thing. That mm -hmm. was in 2015. I moved back home into Louisville mm -hmm. and saw a big opening where no one was doing color change wraps, vehicle wraps by any means and took a shot. Now it's what, 2020, I have three full-time installers, 1500 square foot building, and we are busy booked up till the beginning of December as of right now. That's good. Tell me a little bit more about what your business does. Are you only focused on films? What's the name of your shop? My shop name is Kaleva Customs. I mainly deal with just film, vinyl wraps and color and clear PPF. It's my main focus. Are you doing coatings? Not really. I farm those out to another shop, mainly because film is hard enough to do it right. That is, the guys that I have that came on have never touched film before, and they're doing full cars in two or three days. Tell me a little bit about how the business structure works now. They're coming to you if they want paint protection film, and if they want a coating, you do you sell it and then sub it? Yes. Okay, so you're not taking it on yourself. Tell me a little bit more about what you're struggling with now. Where's, where are you struggling in the business? Right now, the struggles. So it's not getting new clients. Like I said, we're booked till the end of December. I think right now my struggle is um, keeping a, a structure time frame for each project. Uh, they tend right now to things linger. Um, not due to getting done. It's they are small things that need just clean up. And it's I'm the cleanup. I'm the QC guy. So I think that's where I need to delegate a little better. Um, Who's running the business itself? Me. And sales. I'm just still doing installs. You're still, so you're a sales installer? Sale installer, owner, and problem solver and all. Okay. I even take the trash sometimes. So it's a little, little hectic at times. You said that you're booked out two months and you view that as a good thing. Tell me a little bit more about what the sales look like in your shop. What does your average gross sales look like per month? 20 to 30 on average. And that's with? Just film. Just film. And now is that you doing majority of the installing or is that them two, the other two guys you have doing, are they fully capable of full install? They are capable majority of it. Some of the small detail stuff, they're still struggling. One installer, I never have to worry. He's picked it up. He's been with me three years now and is solid. The other guy... He's getting there. He's not there yet, but he's getting there. Okay. You said you're doing about twenty to $30,000 a month. You essentially have two and a half installers. You being an installer, essentially, no, two installers because you're half in the shop and you're half doing admin, right? You have about two installers and you've got an additional helper. We just brought another guy on too. Right now, based on that number you gave me, is it closer to 20 or is it closer to 30? Closer to 30. Okay. How many days a week are you working? Five. I'm, I don't work weekends or not open weekends. Okay. The only reason I'm, I ever go in a weekend is just to bring the car in. I don't let cars sit outside. 
It's one of my big pet peeves. Sure. Now, what about hours during the week? What does that look like for you? You need uh, to be very, very honest in how you answer I, this. I come in at eight o'clock. I get in the shop. I leave around 5.30, six o'clock. Most days. Very few days where somebody can't pick up their car until seven o'clock. I will stay, but I'm not really installing. I'm just doing paperwork, stuff like that until they show up. I'm only truly working till about 530. You have kids? I just got a new kid. Yes. Congratulations. Baby girl. Yeah. Thank you. What does that look like for you and your workload? It's caused fights. It's sure. caused some sure headache. She wants me to be home at five o'clock on the dot to help her, which is agreeable. I'm sure I need to be there. I don't know what that looks like in the future. I can only dictate what happens as of right now. I try my best to explain to her, this is how we make our living. She's a stay-at-home mom, so it's a one-income house. Got to make the business grow to continue the growth and to get to a point where I'm not doing installs. I don't think I ever will be not an installer, but I want to pull back a little bit and have them do all of that. What does your process look like right now? So before we even get to that, in terms of your business and advertising, where are you spending your money and what are you doing? So you say zero dollars. So Kurt has prefaced me with some of where you're at in your business, right? And now you're at a point where you need to scale because you need to put your effort elsewhere, meaning at halt. Yeah. So that means that you now need to start making smarter business decisions, right? Yeah. So what's the, f- so you said you just hired somebody else. Is that more shop help? It is going to be full on installer. That's fine. It sounds to me like you got the work part of it done. Let's talk about admin. Who's answering the phone? That'd be me. How many times you miss it? I'd say about 40 to 50% of the time. No, that's a lot. It is a shug. That's a a shitload of missed calls. I am actually very good at calling people back. I've actually gotten a lot of jobs because I do that. How long does it usually take you to get back to people? About an hour and a half on average. A couple of people takes longer. If I have customers coming in, I'm talking to them. I don't want to answer somebody's call while I'm working with somebody. So that's the majority of the time, that's where I miss calls. I hear that. And I, I hear a common theme recurring. I'm, I'm, he- I'm seeing it happening in front of me. I'm willing to bet that you feel like there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. <laughs> that's a uh, bing. And I'm willing to feel like that you can't shut it off when you go home. And I'm yeah. willing to bet that you feel like you, that's all you want to talk about. And I'm willing to bet that the wife doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name's Gabe, and I've been there without the kid, but I've been there. <laughs> not knowing how to shut it off. Yeah, yeah. Not knowing how to separate work and home. And I've been where you're at. I know exactly what you're dealing with. Now, I'm not the expert, and everyone's situation is unique. What I'm telling you is that you're not alone in how you feel. There's a lot of people like that. And it's a side effect of this particular industry because it's so display result driven. Yes. And that naturally attracts people who want to control their environment. You always want to be in control of your environment. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure that everything goes how you want it to go. It's also a recurring theme. (laughs) Am I reading you? Am I reading you to filth at the moment? So this is very common. It just, that's just what this industry and this sector is, right? And the hack is finding the way that you can have somebody else take that worry on for you. Yeah. Somebody else can come worry about it. And that's always the challenging part. Who do I pick? How do I do it? How do I get there? 
when's the right time? Now's not the right time. I'm worried about picking the right people. And it all goes around and around. Let me ask you the next question. You say that your book two months out and you're doing about 30K a month. That tells me that A, for essentially having two and a half people to run the shop and you're doing only 30 grand booked out at two months, that tells me that you've got a massive hole in your operational efficiency, huge hole somewhere. If you've got two film installers, meaning you and somebody else, along with a helper that can help prep, you ought to be touching on 40 to 45 grand a month. No problem. Say you're doing $30,000 a month, right? And 12 months, that's $360,000, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to borrow a take from Mike and Ray at Autofilm Mastery and put this in front of you. If you've got two installers that you would consider of operational efficiency, they know what they're doing. That means that you and your installer should be able to do one full front a day, one full front a day each, right? So that's $4,000 a day. Let's assume the full front's two grand, right? Two full fronts a day, five days a week. That's $20,000 a week times 52. That's a million dollars a year. Obviously holidays and other things right. taken into account. So now you tell me where you're, tell me if you're operationally efficient or not. Yeah, I'm not. You're not, right? Not at because at $1,040,000 a year, one full front per installer, so two a day, and you're doing right now $30,000 a month. Where's the other 66% 60. of the business, dude? Yeah. Where did it, where's that? So now hearing sure. this, right now hearing the numbers and we see this and we take and we look at where saying you're booked out for two months, that tells me that something's not right on the home front. So now you've, you're armed with this and you see the big gap, right? Because you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And that's yeah, okay. That yeah. doesn't make you, that doesn't make you a bad business owner. That doesn't make you a bad installer or operator or entrepreneur because there's levels, right? And you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And now you're armed with this information, right? So hearing that, what's the first thing that comes to mind that's the, that's causing that? What is it? Me. Your business. It'd be time, things that are taking longer than they should. Such as like the uh, just average install time? The PPF guy, uh, two sectors, our mm. vinyl wrap and our PPF. Mm. PPF, I am very confident my one guy can do two, maybe three Teslas in a day. Very confident in that. He's done it. Now, how much does that full car fetch you? Teslas, uh, Matt is at seven, Gloss is at 65. Okay. You're, I mean, you're right on the money. That's what we do. Frontals we do for twenty three fifty. Okay, so it's not it's not necessarily a matter of charging not enough. Correct. That is that sector. See? The wrap sector, which I'm mostly in, and my my now two helpers, one installer, one helper. Sorry, and then myself. That's where things are going slower. And why is that? I don't know. What type of wrap are you doing? Is it typical full vehicle? How long does the average full vehicle take you? How me or them? You. Me, on average, say a Tesla, just keep consistency. Vinyl wrap, three days. And you, how much would you charge for that vinyl wrap? 45 to five, depending on what accents they did. Are the lights going off? Are the lights going off? Yeah. We're focusing on the wrong things. You were focusing on things that have such a low profit margin in comparison to what your time is being spent on. $4,500 for a job that takes three days worth of your energy, you could be turning two full fronts a day in that three days and make more than double yeah. that amount of money. It comes down to A, 
divisions in your business are spread thin. B, you might not be charging enough for vinyl, although vinyl typically has a lower cost entry because of its materials. Unless you're focusing, are you focusing vinyl on B2B or B2C? You business to business or business to customer? Business to customer. There's always Johnny Rocket around the corner who's going to slam film on a Tesla in 87 bajillion pieces for 2,500 bucks. Hearing this information, what makes more sense? Honestly, it makes more sense to go full PPF. And I'm not here to tell you to change your business model because if you got one skill set and you know you can do it, that's great. But that tells me that you don't have the marketing presence to back the film, the paint protection film side of the business. So that means somewhere in your operation here, like investment money needs to come in. Advertising money needs to go in so we can boost revenue up, right? Because you say that you've spent $0 and you've built the business to $30,000 a month over an extended period of time, but spending $0 and that's fine. You're at the ceiling right now. You're at the ceiling of what zero marketing dollars gets. Marketing dollars is now going to be what but boosts you up to 50, 60, $70,000 a month. First thing you're going to need to do just from hearing what you're telling me is you're going to need to either get somebody else to answer the phone, which isn't a big deal. You can hire somebody for 10 to $12 an hour to do that. Yeah. And just answer the phone and play connector, right? The person that does lead that, that can answer leads can just, they don't need to sell. They just need to answer the phone. Thanks for calling Justin's customs because I don't want to butcher your name again. <laughs> Thanks for calling Justin's Customs. How can I help you? Oh yeah, I have a Tesla Model Y. I want to get paint protection film. Okay, no problem. What's your name and your email? And then I can pass you over to Justin who can tell you all about the prices, right? She doesn't need to quote the prices. She doesn't need to sell. All she has to do is provide you the information in a structured manner. And she can say, hang on one second. Let me see if he's in his office. Hold. See where you're at. Justin, there's a customer that wants to talk to you right? And if you've made the right decisions, you can have ear pods in and then whatever enterprise phone system you're using, hopefully you have that. If you don't put that on your list, she transfers the call to you. You answer it on your phone. You can keep squeegee and film and all you have to do is talk. So using something like ring central, super easy, super affordable. Everybody that has a phone in your business can have their own extension an internal messaging system. So you're not relying on group text messages, text messages anymore. So there's a lot of different pieces, how this can come together. Okay. Number one investment into marketing, like needs to be like yesterday, right? Finding or fine tuning shop process in terms of how things get done and when, and how long they're expected to take to get done. That's super important. Number three, Getting somebody to answer the phone and ensuring that every single lead and every single phone call is answered all day long. No callbacks. This is why that's important. You told me that people commend you for getting back to them and all that, right? So it typically takes me an hour. What if I told you that for every minute that you wait after five minutes after receiving the lead, your chance of converting them drops by 80%. Um, converting them, meaning making contact and having them be interested. For every minute after that, that first five minutes, your sales conversion capability drops by 380. So it starts going negative, right? Because businesses buy almost 70 to 80% from the first person that they talk to. So if they don't talk to you, they're going to call the next one and they're going to call the next one and they're going to call the next one. So now we've got holes in our sales process. 
We've got holes in our marketing process. We've got holes in our efficiency. So what's the first plan of action when you go home now? To probably get a marketing plan into action of some sort. How does this make you feel hearing all this? Does it, does it feel like you knew it? I knew it. But I, you, I, you didn't quite understand the, how the pieces work together? It's more or less, I was afraid to put marketing in and then be six months out or eight months out. I been four months out at one point and I thought I was gonna jump out of the skin because I didn't know how I was gonna get it done and if people were gonna wait five months to get a car done, and they're not. No. no, this industry, it's, can you get it done? Two weeks, three weeks, oh, that's a long time for a car to go down the road to get rock chips, to have a color put you on You want to be at two weeks max. That's Dude, where you want your business to be. That's a very comfortable, maybe a month if you're really slammed, that's at like peak summer season. I think that if you worked with an agency, even if you didn't work with mine, and you worked with another agency and you formulated a long-term plan, you work, you're already working with a quality brand, you're working with Legend, right? These guys do good work. They have a great film. They have a great product. They have a good support system. They have a good rep system. And it's a product you can trust. Now we just need to put the rest of the pieces in place. Yeah. No, it makes sense. But right, sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else to lay it out for you. A lot of people don't want to accept the fact that their business could be doing better and they don't like the fact that it's lays at their feet. I and, can see that. Uh, listen, if at the end of the day, if you're happy with that and you like where you're at, and you like the business, you like your work balance, that's great. But I know that now that you got a kid, now we got to start talking about saving money for the kid and making sure the kids take care of long-term. I should be calling it baby because kid sounds really just disconnected. She is a baby. She's only 17 months old. We got to start, we <laughs> got to start thinking of her. Now it's time to transition from being a grindaholic installer that is just wearing the grind like a badge of honor. Because let me tell you, there's zero honor in yeah. wearing that grind badge, yeah. none whatsoever, because capitalism tells you you should be grinding like that, right? And that's the flaw in right. capitalism. Capitalism is grind you into meat. To avoid that, you need to use the rest of the system to scale and step up above the grind type of mentality. And that's where I think you're at. There's, every company has those levels that, those walls that they hit. And in, sometimes they meet people that can make them break through that wall. Sometimes they can make them see that wall and figure out another avenue. I hope I can break through this wall and go forward and figure out a way to make that million whatever. Listen, two guys, one full front a day, five days, you can do that. You oh, gotta, I know I can do that. Gotta I'm... have the right marketing, gotta have the right structure. It's all about structure and systematizing it. So that way you can disconnect. And that's when life really, you can really get a chance to enjoy your own life is when you don't need to grind 24 seven. Listen, uh, I hope some of this was helpful for you. Oh, I know I'm sure it will be super helpful of our podcast listeners. Thank you for being willing to be open and being a part of the process. Hopefully we can work together with you here soon.